1: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: And good Saturday morning, and thank you to Mr. Announcer Man, who brings us in and out of the program every Saturday morning. And by the way, do you recognize his voice, that announcer? If you do, I'd love for you to text me his name and what his signature call is. That text number is 504-260-1870. That's 504 504- Two six zero one eight seven. If you can tell me who that announcer is and what is his signature on-air call. Well, we got a lot to talk about. Big Memorial Day weekend coming up next weekend, and want to know are you signed up for the Star Rodeo CCA Star? It's a uh, twenty-seven years. This will be the twenty-eighth, and as I remember, every year there's one of those tagged redfish caught by unregistered anglers, and You do not want to be that guy or girl, so sign up and do it quick. I've got some details on some of the changes, got some new updates for you on the 28th annual Louisiana CCA Star Rodeo. And thanks to CCA, we have yet another fishing reef underway. It's in a very popular fishing spot. We'll talk more about that a little bit later on. We're also going to check in with Louisiana CCA Director David Cresson on House Bill 1033 and what you can do to help. Get some very long overdue regulations for the menhaden, or some people call it the pogey boat industry. We also have the story of an investigation that took seven months, began last November. And finally, charges have been brought against this week's bad boy, the outdoors, who will be facing $23,000 in criminal fines and restitution and a possible 20 years in prison. The Bad Boy, the outdoor story, will be coming up soon. Also, we've got live reports from our field staff all across the coast. We've got the guys out there who know where to go and how to catch them, and they share that information with you every Saturday morning, whether you're en route to your fishing hole or you're at the camp getting ready to go. Maybe you're at work, can't get out and fish, and... Some of you still in bed and that person next to you saying, hey, turn that noise down on the radio. Been doing this 32 years, so glad to do it as you joined us. Looking at your coastal marine forecast this morning. Well, there's pretty much of a disturbance out in the Gulf, but it is uh, mostly in the eastern Gulf, closer to Florida, south of Apalachicola. It is, uh, some of it's inching its way towards Louisiana, I would say. Uh, Chandelier Islands, and maybe 50 miles off the mouth of the Mississippi River, is starting to see some of the light shower activity. But uh, so far, none of the heavy stuff close to the Louisiana coast. But And pretty far off, actually, the, the Alabama-Mississippi coast, too. Uh, for the interior guys fishing out there, pretty good conditions today. Other than a 40% chance of rain, could be some shower and thunderstorms popping up out there. You're going to be looking at southeast winds 10 knots with a light chop Offshore, south winds at 15 knots, 3- to 4-foot seas. Tomorrow, rain chances increase to 70%, and there will be a 15- to 20-knot wind offshore. Again, they're calling for 3- to 4-foot seas. And on the interior lakes and bays, south wind at 10 with a light chop. A lot of tide rolling this weekend. Average tide range is 1.5, a foot and a half range. Mississippi River kind of creeping up for some reason. It's 1207 and on the rise. So there you go. Stage is set. we got a lot to talk about. Don't forget to send us your text message, your fishing reports, your comments. Your questions are always welcome, and you can do that at 504-260-1870. And we'll be back to kick off our fishing reports headed to Shell Beach. That's where we find Robbie Campo each and every Saturday morning, and he gives you the latest fishing for the St. Bernard Parish area. His report is next on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, 504-260-1870 is our text number if you can identify our lead-in announcer and uh, identify his signature call. I'll give you a little hint. He's a sports announcer. We'd love to hear from you. Also, if you got fishing reports like uh, the backstrap stacker, he's checking in from Lower Mobile Bay. Said the specs are sacked up around the oyster farms and a few triple tails showing up already. He's trying to limit out before the rain comes in this afternoon. Good luck to you stacker we also got the worm checking in also the river rat both wishing they were fishing all right let's talk to robbie campo because a lot of people are going to be fishing and a lot of them head to campos marina out of shell beach and we'll find out what the latest is robbie how's the weather picture looking and how was the fishing this week
3: well you know don uh the weather this morning we have a southeast wind about 10 miles an hour i guess um but uh for the most part you know, the fishing has been great down here the last two weeks, man. It's been on fire, uh, you know, out the sound right here. But today, um, today I believe we're going to have to stick around in a that, that ship channel or, you know, by Long Rock somewhere and Anastasia or somewhere, you know, up in that Mr. Go on the backside of that dam. I've uh, been catching fish by the dam on both sides of it. Um, on this side, a lot of white trout. People been going over there and just stacking up on them because they, you know, no limit, no size limit. They could just, you know, they keep the nice ones, of course, but they catching a lot of really, really nice white trout over at the dam here. But uh, I tell you, um, not much happening around Lake barn area. I mean, they are catching a few done, but you got to, you know, you, you, it's, it's, you know, the south wind today might be your day to be in the lake here uh, on that eastern shoreline. They're all picking up some mixed boxes of fish, you know, with some sheephead and catfish, freshwater catfish, and you know, um, you know, some uh, a couple of redfish here, some trout. You know, they're putting that smorgasbord stuff together. But uh, for the most part, I think today you're going to have to. Uh, well, worst part about you had to find clean water. Clean water was the ticket. So um, yesterday that was the ticket. I think that's going to have to be going to be your thing today too. Um, I would say going over in the, the Bluffy Marsh on the, out, out the edges of it, around inside of Comfort Island, uh, kind of around uh, White Log Lake or Christmas Camp Lake. I think you could pick me up some trout on those oyster reefs over there. Um, that's been pretty good. So if you're coming down to Shell Beach, we've got plenty of live shrimp, hook the left at the bridge and come on down and see us.
2: All right, Robbie sounds good. My friend just got to kind of keep an eye out uh, you know offshore looks like it might get a little rough quick, but like you mentioned, I would suggest that they stay a little closer to home. I got some great reports from those chandelier islands. anybody leave your marine and come back in with some trout that were caught out in the surf out there?
3: Absolutely. this week has been this week was phenomenal early in the week when they could get out there. Um, you know, they they went out there. They, I mean, they hammered those fish out there. It was pretty fish too, big, beautiful trout. But with that said, if the if the wind's not going to let you get out there, you have to stay a little bit closer to home. And I think most of these guys today, that's what they're going to do. They're going to try to stay a little bit closer to the to the rocks. You know, play around the rocks today. But they all, I heard them all talking this morning. They're not going to be able to get out in that sound because it's going to be. It's, they think it's going to be blowing up a little bit. So, you know, with that said. I would, I would kind of stick around the backside of the dam, going towards Anastasia, or either go in Christmas Camp Lake, you know, from through uh, Treasure Pass and try to fool around those oyster reefs over there. I think that would be your best options for today.
2: Those white trout doesn't sound bad either down by the dam. That's not a bad option either.
3: Heck, no, it's not. No way, no. We fried some up. that some. Uh, my friends from Kentucky were here and they were mighty tasty and. I'd, Tell you, I thank them for it, Boy, that was good. That was good fish, man. Especially, especially just belayed, went straight to the grease.
2: <laughs> All right, Robbie. Thanks for the report, Bud. We'll talk to you next week. Okay, Don. Talk to you later. Bye bye. All right, everybody, be safe. Headed down to Shell Beach. All right, I got some text messages in. Uh, let's see. Uh, Ed from uh, Wilmer, Alabama, says the freshwater fishing in the Mobile Delta is good too. The willow flies are thick. Yeah, I had a nice little trip with. Uh, Freshwater field reporter Jeff Brule up on the East Pearl for some freshwater mixed bag of several species of brim. And we'll tell you a whole lot more about that when we get Jeff on next week. Uh, Let's see, we've also got uh, someone wanting to know if the public launch in Leeville is open. Uh, To my knowledge, I do not think it is. But if someone else can update us on the condition and the situation at the Leeville public launch, please text us. We'll share that with the audience. Again, our text number is 504-260-1870. Well, it didn't take long for a couple of our listeners to identify our announcer guy. Uh, We had a Mississippi listener and also one from the Lafayette area who identified him as Lynn Rollins. He does LSU and sports, baseball, and mostly on the SEC Plus channel. And he has a signature call, and I'm going to let you listen to it Right now, and it may sound very familiar. Here he is. It's here in high.
4: It's in deep with the bases loaded. It is a grand slam home run. You can pucker up and kiss that baby goodbye.
2: There it is. Pucker up and kiss that baby goodbye. Uh, I got a lot of people starting to text me in and uh, they, they recognize Lynn's voice. Lynn's a great guy, great caller. By the way, he's a pretty good duck hunter, too, and a fisherman, too. I've been out a couple times with him. All right, we got some more texts coming in 504-260-1870. A couple of calendar items I want to get to real quick. Uh, the Archbishop Rummel Fishing Rodeo and Family Festival is set for June 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. That's Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Uh, lots of categories to compete in. Adult admission this year, you get the shirt, too, is $40 each. For the kids, it's $25 each. And there will be a family fest on the Rummel campus on Saturday. There will be food, live music, and fun. Uh, entry fee for that is $20 at the gate. And as I have been doing for the last 20-plus years, I will be serving as the waymaster along with retired uh Wildlife Enforcement Agent. Uh, I think he retired as a Lieutenant Colonel. Have to check with him. Sandy Dares. He's also an alum and will be there weighing fish. Don't forget about the CCA Star Rodeo. Go to ccastar.com. We've got some new changes. We're going to have a tuna category this year. Uh, redfish. There's a hundred of them swimming around with tags in them. First one wins a Chevy pickup, uh, RV travel trailer for second place, and a Nautic Star Mikalo boat for third place. And they award prizes down to ten captured redfish with red tags in them. And every year it happens, people catch them and they're not pre-registered. And what they've got is a very expensive redfish dinner. And one more change in the kids category: you know, they do a drawing and they give away a little boat motor and trailer rig to the kids. All they have to do is catch a legal trout, which is twelve inches, and register. And uh, this year they've they've eliminated the flounder category and instituted the sheephead. So a 14-inch or bigger sheephead or a 12-inch bigger trout, and the kids can register free in the CCA Star. Go to CCAStar.com. Lots of different uh, ways you can sign up there and uh, at the weigh stations online. And we'll probably get rad trash of the director on to come on in a couple weeks if, and give us an update, as he does throughout the tournament. It's a, C- a summer-long tournament. It begins Memorial Day weekend, which is next weekend, and runs all the way through Labor Day. All right, coming back after this, going to get some more of your text messages and all that stuff you and I love to talk about. We talk fishing right here on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network.
4: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today.
2: All right, yeah, it didn't take long for him to uh, get my announcer guy's name, my friend Lynn Rollins, who does LSU sports, among other things, been a longtime sports announcer, and his signature announcement when a home run is hit, that pucker up and kiss that baby goodbye. In fact, I I like to listen to that, so let's listen to that again. Let's do cut number two, Doug, if you would, on Lynn Rollins' call of an LSU home run. Oh, this is hit
4: way, way back. Is it fair? Is it foul? It is a fair.
2: Oh, I'd love to hear that for more than one reason. All right, got some other texts coming in. Uh, David Hubble's checking in with us. He wondered if that was the voice of Jim Henderson. The famous quote, it's good, it's good, it's good. <laughs> Pigs have flown, hell is frozen over. Saints are waiting to Super Bowl. I know it's not Bobby Hebert. Ha, ha, ha. Thanks, David. Uh, yeah, well, you might be able to – we had Jim Henderson doing our Bayou Wild intro for a couple of years on one of the – a couple of the seasons, so – uh, maybe a little confusion there. All right, we got the Irish coonass checking in. He said the Specs and the Reds are also in the surf by Fort Morgan in Mobile Bay as well. Boy, I'm getting some great reports from that Mobile Bay area. Good luck to all of you fishing over there. Uh, here's a question uh, from 3751. Where are the morning doves? I haven't heard one in seems like years. My daughter in Chicago mentioned she hasn't heard one seems like years. Any news on morning doves? Um Well, all I can tell you is around here, I keep my eye out, and I've seen quite a few and heard them when I was going out turkey hunting early in the morning, so I I don't know of anything uh, detrimental to the morning dove population. Maybe if someone's heard something, they could let me know. It could just be in your area. They're having a little bit of a, a short cycle this year. All right, got some other announcements. You know, the Red Snapper seasons will be opening in Alabama and Louisiana. This is the private recreational angle. It opens the Friday before Memorial Day. This will be coming up this next Friday. And uh, don't forget, if you weren't tuned in a couple weeks ago, we had Nick Haddad on from Return'em Right, and they have a program where they are offering $100 worth of gear that will help the reef fish survive being released. And uh, we gave out the information to request one. There's a little video you watch, and then you just put in your information, and they send it out. I, I, I have been informed that there's a backup. Believe me, the, the response to that was tremendous, and they're running a little behind on getting those out. In fact, I haven't received mine yet. But uh, go to the Return E-M, right, website, and you can take a look at that and get your order in before they run out of those. They figure that if we could save just 1% of the Red Snapper, that anglers catch and release, uh, we could that would end up being about 100,000 extra reefish that could survive, spawn, be caught again, and actually increase our limits again. It's a conservation practice, and it's quite a bargain. It's Return'em Right is the name of the website. Check it out. All right, we also have some information on uh, this next weekend's Mobile Big Game Fishing Clubs is part of the Gulf Coat Masters Sport Fishing Championship Series. It's all taking place at Fishers. Uh, The scales will be opening up on uh, Friday. Fishing starts on Thursday. Uh, This is a big one, and next Sunday will be the award ceremony at. Also going to be at uh, Fishers. All right. Also, uh, coming up Monday, uh, those of you who like to come great, have a great meal, get a couple drinks during the happy hour at Southside Cafe in Slidell, we're going to have a special guest joining us. His name is Andy Jones of Wicked Charters. And if that sounds familiar, you might have seen him with us on a Bayou Wild episode. Uh, there is a mythical, some say mythical creature, some say he's real, called the Kraken that resides in Big Lake Pontchartrain, and Andy Jones does his Kraken fishing trips. And in, along the way, uh, they catch and release huge garfish, big bull redfish, and also bull sharks. Yes, believe it or not, bull sharks in Lake Pontchartrain. We got the slam. Go to our bayoualtv.com and scroll back uh Until last summer, and you can check out our fishing trip with Andy Jones of Wicked Charters. Guy does a great job, and uh, it's a very unique fishing experience. And we're going to be talking with him, uh, doing a little bit of an interview on our social media. So check out the Bayou Wild TV Facebook Monday. Or better yet, just come out there. We're going to be there from 4 to 6 p.m. Southside Cafe on Highway 11. Some people call it Poncha Train Drive in Slidell. Excellent food. Can't tell you. There's not much better around the Slidell area. All right, coming back after this, we're going to be talking to David Cresson, director of Louisiana CCA. Uh, they have been monitoring and supporting House Bill 1033 by Representative Joe Ogeron to try to bring about some long overdue regulations in Louisiana with regard to menhaden or pogie boat industry. We're back with David right after this time out. You're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, here's what I love about this audience. They uh, they help us out here. If we don't have the information, a lot of time is provided. As We had someone requesting to know if the public launch in Leeville was reopened. Uh, this one says not sure if it is. However, the back down at the Topwater Marina in Leeville, which is not very far at all, is open. It's roughly two miles north of the public launch. So if you're looking for access in Leeville, There you have it. Thanks for that uh, text, 5114. All right, a lot of you uh, have been familiar with the uh, Menhaden or pokey boat industry in Louisiana and some of the struggles that have been going on to put some regulations on it in some of the other states. Uh, Looking at the rest of the Gulf Coast, Florida and Alabama have decided to ban it off their waters. Mississippi and Texas do have some limitations and restrict it. In Louisiana, we basically have none. The House Bill 1033 is the latest legislative tool to try to rectify that. The author is Joe Ogeron. He has 13 co-authors on House Bill 1033, which would just basically ask for accountable reporting to know how many they're taking. Also, what is the bycatch, which concerns a lot of people. Uh, is there a, a limit that needs to be assigned in Louisiana waters only? And that is, I think, part of what this bill is asking for And the catch quota would affect only Louisiana state waters. And the whole rest of the Gulf is pretty much open. You know, it's kind of like you sell me a fishing license, but I don't have to account what I catch. I don't have any limit. I don't have any regulations. Uh, This is long overdue. The other states have recognized it. Personally, I think it's high time Louisiana looked into it and got a handle on actually what's being caught out there. And, of course, if you're not familiar with it, it's a spotter plane flies over a mothership. They spot schools of these uh, Menhaden in large, tremendous schools. Then the small boats encircle it with a purse seine, a net that tightens up. They suck them up into the hull of the boat, and then they kind of go through it and, and call the catch there. That's how how the process works. There's also some evidence that it is when they get very close to our shoreline in very shallow water, it does some damage to the actual coastline too. When we come back right after this quick 10-second pause, we'll be talking with David Cresson, who is the director of the Louisiana Coastal Conservation Association, uh, very actively supporting House Bill 1033. He'll explain it in more detail. If you got a question or a comment about it, text it to us, 504-260-1870. We're back with David after we let our local stations identify themselves on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque radio network. And joining us now is David Cresson, the director of Louisiana Coastal Conservation Association, who is uh, getting ready to kick off their 28th annual uh, Star Tournament. Also, they've been very busy building uh, fishing reefs all along the Louisiana coast. We're going to talk about a new one at Four Bayou Pass a little bit later on. But David's here to talk with us about House Bill 1033 from Representative Joe Ogeron. Good morning, David. And if you would uh, just kind of briefly tell us uh, what the the problem is with, the or the perceived problem, if it's not a real problem, with the pokey boat industry, and how 1033 could turn that around.
4: Well, sure, Don. Thank you for having me this morning. So you laid it out pretty well uh, in the first segment here, but uh, we've got an, uh, an industry that is executed by two companies here in Louisiana, one called Daybrook Fisheries, another called Omega Protein. Uh, this industry takes about a billion pounds. That's a billion with a B uh, of Manhattan, uh from Louisiana adjacent waters every year and about 70% of that comes from our state waters inside of three miles and a large percentage of that comes from even within within a mile, sometimes as shallow as a quarter mile or a couple hundred yards from our shorelines where it's very shallow. These are very large boats, as you mentioned, 160, 170, 180 foot long boats. Uh, that, that deploy the, the net boats, which then encircle the fish and, and suck it up, like you said. Uh, again, you're talking about six or seven or 800 million pounds coming out of state waters every year, uh, even though the industry claims a small percentage of that, uh, of their catch, is bycatch. Uh, but even a small percentage, uh, two or three percent of seven or 800 million pounds, is still tens of millions of pounds of bycatch. Uh, a typical net full of this catch, every time they drop their net, they catch 20 to 30 tons of manhaden. Uh And even if only a couple of percent of that is bycatch, every time they drop their net, they're catching a ton or two of bycatch. So how anybody can look at a fishery of that size doing that sort of uh, doing those sort of numbers off Louisiana's coast and turn a blind eye to it, as we have for so long here in Louisiana, is absolutely beyond me. Uh, there are people that will tell you there's nothing to see here. There's no problems here. We're not we're not doing any damage. But the fact is, Don, we have no idea if, if taking that many fish off of Louisiana's coast uh, is doing any damage, and there doesn't seem to be anybody interested in finding out. Our state managers, uh, you know, have told us they don't think there's a problem. The industry, of course, says there's not a problem. Uh, But we know that some of our fisheries in Louisiana are experiencing problems. Speckled trout, we've heard recently, are are undergoing some issues with the stock. We believe redfish are seeing a bit of a decline. Other fish like tarpon and uh, grouper and snapper and amberjack and uh, others have all gone through management struggles. Uh, not to mention uh, coastal birds and mammals and so on and so forth, all of whom eat Menhaden as a staple of their diet, uh, and we don't, you know, we don't do the work necessary to find out if this kind of harvest, wh- which, as you mentioned, is the only state in the Gulf that allows this to happen, uh, one of only two states in the entire United States that allow this to happen. They allow it to happen in Virginia. I think it's Virginia, uh, where their, their striped bass fishery has com- completely dec- um, uh, been decimated because of this fishery. Uh, you know, an interesting note, you know, Joe Ogeron's bill uh, would, would limit the catch in state waters to 260,000 metric tons. That's about 550 or so million pounds, uh, on the entire Atlantic seaboard, the entire Atlantic coast, the, the catch limit is 190-some-odd thousand metric tons. Wow. So Joe, uh, Joe's bill would allow them to catch more in state waters than they catch in the entire Atlantic seaboard, uh, yet the industry tells us that this will put them out of business.
2: David, it's incredibly important, and it's it's also economically significant, so we don't want to harm that. But at the same time, we've got to do it where the resource remains sustainable and we don't damage other resources. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, if you would, get into the the, the nuts and bolts. It's not a real complicated or lengthy bill, this House Bill 1033, but let our listeners know what it will do, what its purpose is, and how they can get involved if they choose to do so. We're talking with David Cresson, director of Louisiana Chapter The Coastal Conservation Association will be right back after this on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. And if you're just joining us, we're talking with the director of Louisiana Coastal Conservation Association, David Cresson, about House Bill 1033, Representative Joe Ogeron, uh, to basically establish some accountability and regulations within Louisiana waters for the pokey boat or Menhaden industry. David, as of right now, who is uh, doing the accounting? Uh, is this strictly left up to the industry to self-police itself, or? Do agents actually go on board and check it, or are they required to report their their, their catches with uh, government checkups on them? Who who uh, determines what they catch total in the target species and also the bycatch species?
4: Yeah, well, it's it's there is a real void in the information here. So they do report to the federal government. Uh, what they estimate they catch, uh, you know, a seasoned captain kind of looks over the net and decides uh, uh, roughly about what size, uh, you know, what size that catch is in that net, and then they report that information to the federal government, who, as we can, as far as we can tell, does absolutely nothing with it. Um, and uh, we have tried to, and Joe Ogeron has tried. Uh, unsuccessfully to get access to some of that information to where he could craft his legislation. Uh, He was denied that information by the industry. Uh, He asked the industry if they would cooperate and give him that information so they could come up with some reasonable numbers, uh, and they denied it. They said no. Uh, And so uh, in his case, he went and looked at historical catch numbers that he could find um, over over a period of 20 years or more, and tried to come up with a fair number that was based on reasonable. Excuse me, based on average catch levels from the last 20 or so years, and that's where the 260,000 metric ton number comes from. Um, again, he has tried to cooperate with the industry. He's tried to get them to to uh, you know sort of provide numbers. And they've just denied him. I mean, it's—I uh, guess they feel like that they have got protection at the state capitol to where they don't have to worry about um, about this stuff. And so they—they they just don't, um, you know, they don't—they don't play fair. And uh, so we—we uh, we have a, a big week ahead of us. Uh, so bill where is the bill now? Uh,
2: where yeah. where is it now? Yeah. Was it was in Senate Natural Resources Committee. Has it passed committee? Is it headed for the? The full Senate now?
4: Yeah, so it goes to Senate Natural Resources Committee this week. That is a seven-person committee uh, made up of senators, and that committee will hear the bill on Thursday. I can tell you, Don, that the vote is tenuous at best. Uh, Of course, you know, it's our team's job to, to go educate legislators as much as possible. Uh, and I will tell you that the that the Menhaden industry has a very power powerful lobbying group uh, working for them. Uh, you know, it's a bit of a David versus Goliath thing. We're a nonprofit organization with grassroots support. We have other partners that are in the same boat that are nonprofit organizations with grassroots type support against multi you know million and billion dollar industries that have very powerful lobbies working for them and some very. Highly connected, high ranking government officials working for them as well. Uh, and again, nobody here is trying to put pogey fishermen out of work. They can still go off Louisiana's coast to 3.1 miles where federal waters begin and catch all they want. Uh, the water's deeper, it's much more, it's much less um, sort of um, impactful on our coast. Uh, but inside of three, three miles, we feel like it's reasonable. Uh, for the only state to allow this type of fishing, really in the uh, you know in the Gulf, to to put some some basic guardrails on this industry to make sure that they're not doing any more damage than than they say. Uh, so David, Thursday's
2: t- a big day. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say to wrap it up. Uh, what should the the average fisherman who is concerned about this and would like to see some action taken? Who should they contact?
4: Yeah, you should go to com. We have some information under Pogey News on our top, on a top page. I can tell you for your New Orleans area listeners, listeners on the coast, Senator Sharon Hewitt, who's uh, from the Slidell, St. Bernard area is on that co- committee. Senator Mike Fessey from uh, down uh, home Homa area is on that committee. Senator Brett Allaf from from down uh, around Morgan City, Franklin is on that committee. Um, Senator Bob Henskins is the chair of that committee. Senator Eddie Lambert from Ascension Parish is on that committee. Pat Connick from the New Orleans area is on that committee. And uh, Fred Mills from Lafayette is on that committee. Email them. You can find their emails very easily. If you go to the legislative website, send them an email. Tell them that they should support House Bill 1033 from Representative Joe Ogeron.
2: David, thanks for being with us, and thanks for all the hard work you do in uh, preserving in uh, Louisiana's natural resources, and please keep us up to date uh, throughout the rest of this session, how the bill makes out.
4: Okay. Thank you, Don. Good to talk to
2: you. All righty. David Cresson, Director of Louisiana Coastal Conservation Association. All right. We got some texts coming in. I'll get to those. also got a fishing report with Captain Daryl Carpenter up next on The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, big Memorial Day weekend coming up next weekend. Kids will be out of school. It kind of kicks off summertime fishing. Star Rodeo and many others will be popping up, and one of the target places for folks to go is Grand Isle. Captain Daryl Carpenter of realscreamers.com joins us now. And, Daryl, people that are going to be headed to the island for the big Memorial Day weekend, what can they expect infrastructure-wise as far as recovery from Hurricane Ida, and also what can they expect uh, fishing-wise?
5: Yeah, Don. Infrastructure-wise, I mean, everything's good. Everything's. Um, I know. I know. Monday, Monday, they're repairing some faulty equipment that was installed with energy, so the island will be without electricity most of the day Monday. But other than that, infrastructure is it's up and running. The only thing that we're short on is the number of rental beds. Uh, they, they we lost a lot of those in the storm. Some are rebuilding. Some are coming online almost weekly. But, you know, there's a, that's been our main issue for our clients is finding them a place to stay. So that's still going to be the only thing short, you know, that we're short on inventory on. Um, other than that, it's great. The fishing, fishing's been good all week. Earlier in the week, we had that, that storm. We had a little storm that came through here. Hard, hard north winds blowing. Uh, that restoration project, we still have going on on Grand Terre. The combination of all that muddied up the water real bad. So we had to, you know, do some extra traveling, do some extra work, and find some really good clean water. Um, until the south wind started blowing earlier in the week, the beach was really on fire. I mean, uh, I'm sure somebody, sent, somebody somewhere sent you the videos of all the massive schools of Bull Reds on the beach, uh, just acres and acres and miles of Bull Reds all over the beach. Uh, the trout will really starting to turn on on the Elmer's Island and on the beach side on the rocks. And then everything just kind of, you know, Mother Nature is, is going to give us a break from it. Um, we've got a week. The forecast for the week shows that we're supposed to have some rainstorms, you know, pretty much all week long, which isn't a bad thing because it, it helps to knock down some of the heat that we've got. We're just gonna we're gonna hope that this wind dies down a little bit. I heard Robbie and him talking about over there. There may be 10 miles an hour. Well, if, if what we've got here is headed that way, be careful where you go because it's gonna pick up. Most of us canceled our trips today because the wind's doing. I think our local forecast has it at 20 with gusts to 25 later on when these storms come through. Um, once it calms down, it's gonna give it a day or so for the water to clear up. And I mean. We've had fish on shrimp. We've had fish on croakers. We've had fish on plastics. Uh, and then I've had a couple of people that have given me some really good top water reports hitting them early in the morning before the wind roughs up. So, I mean, it, it's it's been really good. The fish are still running, running very large for what we're used to. I mean, we're talking constant catches of two- and three-pound trout, to the point that I had some kids from Mother's Day and we went up to the north a little bit and I was happy to see we finally found some throwbacks. I was almost thinking we might have been missing a year <laughs> class, but, but I finally found some throwbacks. <laughs>
2: Uh, that's something when you got to look for for small fish. That's a uh, really good news, Now We got Four Bayous Reef is going to be constructed over there by Four Bayous Pass, which is easily accessible, especially from the eastern end of the island. There, tell me about Four Bayous and what do you think this reef is going to produce? It's in about six feet of water.
5: Yeah, with this west wind that's been blowing across there, Four Bayous hasn't been worth fishing for almost a week now. Uh, muddy, muddy, muddy. I mean, almost looks like you're in the Mississippi River. The reef itself um it should it, it depending on exactly where it's going tide range and stuff you've got to you've got to watch the amount of water running through there because like this week with this massive with these big tides we've had being pushed by the south wind you got to kind of watch where you go in four bayou it has a history of muddying it up plus it's the hot spot right now for big shrimp so you you got to watch all the shrimp boats running in four bayou area but um you know, it, it should be nice. I mean, any time we can put structure on the bottom, you give it three, four months, and you ought to be fish all over it.
2: Yep, 2,000 tons of crushed concrete, and it's going to be five acres in size. should be a hot spot and not too far in the distance. All right, uh, Darrell, thanks for the report as always. Have a great week, and give us that telephone number for realscreamers.com if they want to call you. 225-937-6288. All right, my friend, stay cool. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye, Don. All right, and coming back after this, we're going to be talking to uh, Miss Juricich. She's fishing a big offshore tournament. Talk about uh, some fishing reports from down in the Delta Marina area. All that's coming up next on The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what?